0: Inside information, but uh, all the information I get is that uh, that Mike uh, has his, his tongue so firmly implanted that uh, <laughs> that they love him over there. So Sandy's in trouble, huh? That uh, you know that uh, Bob Rich and, and Mike Anthony leave their shoes outside their office and on his breaks. Uh, you know, Mike Miller comes out and shines him up good, and yeah. you know, anything else, master, and then runs back yeah. in and does his program. So, suppose that the guy doesn't belong on the air. I mean, I mean you you can follow. now I know
1: what they mean when they say Mike Miller speaks with fork. Yeah, tongue. I mean, over
0: the years, you know that I've I've been here before and I've said, well, he isn't that bad. I listen to him from time to oh, time. He's come an on. embarrassment. He, is, he is an embarrassment. He's, he's an am- every tiny he opens his like mouth he makes a fool of himself. Amateur hour. And, you know, this whole thing with... Why do you think they're not going to New York tomorrow? Because they haven't got him. You know, they've they probably got the secretaries over there signing petitions like crazy so that they have at least a respectable number. He he, he had six weeks to, to ask people, who could be opposed to bringing the Super Bowl to Miami? And he can't even get that done. Really? So uh, I would say he'd be the one to go, but now... Uh, If they put Kane two to six, that certainly would seem that way, right? They've got Sandy now ten to two. Wait a minute,
1: but let me ask you this question. Do you really believe that a guy who is making a lot of money and who has got a pretty firm position in the afternoon because he's got, really, has had no competition, do you think that he's going to leave one station and go to another, for any amount, forget the amount, without ahead of time having some
0: agreement on what time he's going to be on the air? You
1: really believe that? Yeah, I
2: do.
0: I think because of the kind of, you know, the kind of money he's paying them, they'd do just about any, you know, he would. He doesn't know. I mean, he's fairly honest with me. I'll say Steve has never lied to me, unlike Fowler. And, and he told me he honestly doesn't know. He told me what he wants. He says he wants to do two to six. And he said that, you know, that, that he's heard talk that they'd like him to do ten to two. And, and we both agree that that would be a mistake because you just don't fire, you know, your best cannon against your best cannon. That doesn't make sense.
1: By the way, in the next hour following CBS News at 11, I want all you people, even you radio people who are listening this morning, to call everyone you know because we have another major coup, and you're going to be here to cover it exclusively for the Miami News. What is that? We have the debut of Key West Vice, which is the sequel to Hallandale Vice.
0: I I thought of something. If Steve called us, would that violate his on-air? I think so.
1: Would it? Yeah, because I think he would call if it didn't. I don't know. Well, Steve, if you want to I call... I mean, not going to jeopardize give us, give us that kind of money and... to call in. But if Steve but... does want to call, we certainly we would put him right on the air, wouldn't we? Oh, sure. yeah. If Steve, And we know that Steve is listening. There's no question. No, he told me to the, be You listening. could bet your life. Oh, he told you he oh, was yeah, be listening? Oh, yeah, he told me Steve? he'd be listening. Yeah, well, Steve is a big fan of mine. He won't admit it. And I do... I re- thought he was listening for me. I do re- <laughs> forget that. <laughs> I do recall when I first went on in the daytime, he said in the beginning he thought it would be real close, neck and neck, and that Al and I would, you know, battle for the audience. then he later on retracted that, said that I couldn't cut it in the daytime, you know, that all I had was those old condo commandos. I wonder if he's going to change his tune on that.
0: Wait matter. a minute. If Fowler can go on IOD if he's employed by
1: NWS, why couldn't he call That's us? right. Excellent point. I think the precedent was set yesterday, Steve, so if you want to call in, we would certainly put you on here immediately for uh, you to give us the loadout. In fact, what other station in the market would promote... Yeah, someone I mean, Kane's going to be on another station. He might even be a competitor in his time slot. But uh, we have thick skin here. We're not, you know, thin skinned wimps. We're just thick skinned wimps <laughs> here at WINZ. Okay, so we have that big exclusive coming up thanks to uh, Mark Mosley. I can't believe it. Mark's going to be doing a lot of stuff for us in days to come after yesterday. Boy, did he have a heated go round with uh, Marlon Bailey yesterday. It was incredible. Even F. Lee Bailey. Was involved in that thing,
0: and uh, Jerry Bailey was riding in the. J.D. Bailey, yeah. yeah. Is on he okay, by the way? Though. Is he recovering? Yeah, he won a race just there so I'm. Oh, gonna... he came back because he yeah. was injured No, he's back. He won a race yesterday.
1: Good. Well, we're going to talk horse racing later, too, because the Derby's coming up, and Tom's going to give about us the hockey? winner. And hockey? hockey? Oh, last night. What a depressing night. I mean, with Lasseter in one ear and a hockey game in well, the, the other, you can't get more than That's my second Well, season. that's good, but Mike Wolf wants the I news here, and then the world news from CBS at 11. We can keep going. And then we'll come back with Tom Jicka, with Key West Vice, with Bon Jovi, and uh, all of that other good stuff and some departed uh, talk show host at
3: 11.06. Go ahead. Put a little excitement in your life. Listen to Neil Rogers, Middays, 10 to 2, only on WINZ, Miami.
1: The mouth at each other. But ladies and gentlemen, we go to the ends of the earth to bring you the top radio talk show talent. I can't believe that we have a celebrity on line three. Steve.
4: How you doing, Neil?
0: Hey, Steve, how you doing?
4: It's great talking to you. Tom, how's it going? Great.
0: Long time, huh?
4: Uh, really, I can't <laughs> believe this man. I'm off the air for a month,
1: and he's stolen all my sponsors. What are you doing with Lakes of Carriage Hill? Yeah, you, well, listen, between now and the middle of July, baby, you better watch it.
4: <laughs> you is there a restaurant there? The Cap- uh, recreation center and the full-time social director.
1: Captain Crab, may take you away by the middle of July. So how you doing? What are you doing with all this free time?
4: It is so fantastic. In fact, to tell you the truth, I'm kind of sorry I only had a three-month no-compete. I would have liked to have had a (laughs) (laughs) six-month. It has taken me the first month just to unwind and relax. I'm so mellowed out. Nobody even knows me. They say, you can't be Steve. But uh, I've gotten rid of all the tension. I've spent some time. I know you'll love this meal up at the DeSisto School. Oh, my God. Ten days up there getting my head shrunk. Great! And, uh, yeah, I
1: saw you on CNN the other night. Looked like a little tiny head on this big body. It was incredible.
4: I haven't seen it yet. I, I Lee Fowler gave me a tape, but I haven't had a chance to play it.
1: Although I don't think we can say head on the ear anymore, can we? Oh, really? No.
4: Listen, I wanted—I wanted before we start. I want to set the record straight on a couple of things. Please. I'm set. Number one, uh, in in terms of my leaving WNWS, uh, I was not unhappy at WNWS at all. I, in fact, I really enjoyed working over there. Uh, the problems were financial between us and uh, that was basically the reason I left the other thing which nobody can believe especially my wife is that uh, I get along really well with Lee Fowler I know I'm the only person in the world but uh, Lee and I are uh, friends I love his oh, Wait right.
0: it sounds like Sandy gets along with him pretty well
4: uh, yeah, that very well could be
0: yeah
1: in fact if I were your wife I'd be getting real nervous because you and Lee and Sandy now that could be a real interesting trifecta there
4: oh, well well, she uh, she thinks he's a uh, <laughs> vicious, sadistic s o b, and uh, Lori and I get more
1: very perceptive. woman. Yeah. his wife is uh, right on target.
4: Over why I like Lee Falah, but he's fun. I, I do, and in fact, I count Lee among. I'm I'm as friendly with Lee as it's possibly possible to be with Lee, because he doesn't let anybody too close. But I think he's a. I, I loved working for him. I always got a line that we never had any problems. And uh, the other thing is, uh, with all these terrible things you keep saying about Mike Anthony, I've spent uh, some time with him, and he's a real gentleman, a very nice guy. I don't know where all this uh, terrible rap comes from.
0: Well, I, I only speak from what I know. What's gone on at that station and the brutal way he's treated a lot of the people there.
4: Uh, it's a brutal business, you know, You
0: know that. Isn't well, it? yeah, but there the, the can be some humanity in it. People. Uh, deserve... You get the
4: music. I love it. What is this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a love fest, ladies and gentlemen. This is the I, radio. i, I got to
4: tell you, it's, it's, it's fun being here. I've been listening to the show every day. You know, I'm, I'm a, as I used to tell people on the air, I'm a talkaholic. And when I'm not on, I'm always listening. And I love the direction you've taken the show. It's really fun and exciting. And the entertainment philosophy, of course, is one that I've uh, always believed in. And I think it's doing great, and I congratulate you on your numbers.
0: Thank you. Well, what do you think of the FCC thing? (laughs)
4: Uh, To tell you the truth, initially when it came out, I was very, very offended by it and very upset by it. And I've spoken out, in fact, on a couple of television shows. I'm I'm so desperate to uh, get rid of my creative juices. I've had to resort to television.
0: Creative juices? Wait a minute. Can you say creative juices? No, not on this show. No.
4: You guys have dirty minds. I can't believe this. Not us, the FCC. Uh, well, but anyway, I, the more I see uh, of the ways... You know, everything depends upon how station management across the country is going to deal with this thing. The ruling in itself is sort of innocuous. It's just a question of where they're going to go with it. In other words, if they decide to clamp down... And Don't see.
0: you think it'll have the chilling effect that the FCC wants it to have?
4: Evidently, it hasn't so far from what I'm hearing. I was listening to Al this morning, and he was reading something from uh, the... Uh, uh, the broadcast publication saying that well i mean let 's face it when a talk show is or or a uh, you know a, a music show is very very successful you 're talking about hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and uh, armed with in fact Neil could tell you about this I mean when you get uh, you know when you get good numbers and you're very very strong management I know management doesn't love Neil but uh, how can you say that you No, know, because I know you're not lovable when it comes to working with management but the fact is you're making them a lot of money and they're not going to mess with you
1: Dick Casper loves me
4: I would have said something else
1: how would you like to work for a guy what? like Lou
0: Crone right now
4: I love Lou Krohn Lou Krohn ah! is one of the greatest guys I ever worked ah!
0: the only man to ever throw me out of a studio
4: you really
0: oh yeah, right on the air he threw me out.
4: I didn't know that. What did you see? He must have said something horrible.
1: I can't believe that Steve is on here canonizing all of the radio douchebags. I can't believe this. This is incredible, Steve.
4: <laughs> it was the day that Neil
0: had the seeds, and I was sitting there just as an observer. Yeah, that and was... The crone came in, and he says, I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. <laughs> and I says, I'm here yeah, reporting I was sitting there with
1: my Hearts Mountain bird seed, and Lou was convinced that it was pot seeds. And was having a nervous breakdown that I was going to lose the license.
4: That was right before I got here. Yeah. But I, I, one of the differences between Neil and I is I, I am sort of a management kind of person. I've, I've been, I started in this business as a producer, so I understand a lot of management's problems. And I've always, I mean, there are exceptions. I didn't get along particularly well with Neil Rockoff. But Steve,
0: you're going to get along real well with Mike Miller the way you're talking.
4: <laughs> well, my, I mean, I don't want to get, you know, kill anyone. with minute. I heard sugar and syrup. But
1: no, uh, I heard from the people at IOD that Steve was sharpening up his tongue for coming back on the air. But I didn't think they meant for this. Come on, Steve.
4: No, well, hey, listen, just because I'm an easygoing guy doesn't mean that I'm...
1: Just... Easygoing guy. Well, no, I, I will say this. I must confess that when Steve first came to the market, and I'm not really sure at what point it changed, but Steve was like a maniac. I mean, he was just like compulsive and hyper, almost as hyper as Al. And then all of a sudden, something happened. And I don't know whether it was uh, the marriage or whether it was uh, Lee Fowler or something happened. Marriage, I, it's true. I and was... you just became like Mr. Mello, Mr. Establishment. It's just incredible.
4: I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far.
1: Almost.
4: I did go. Well, I did go. The, the marriage did change me a lot. I was very frustrated and angry, and i just come off a very bad relationship when I got down here. And I, when I'm angry and frustrated, I do have a tendency to take it out on my show, you know. But uh, I uh, no, I have mellowed somewhat. But I mean, I still know what it is to get nasty. I think.
1: Well, what does that mean? Does that mean when you come back on here we can expect which? Okay, which Steve can we expect?
4: Well, I can tell you this: the Dade
1: County Steve or the Broward County Steve.
4: I can I can tell you this. I can't. I'm not going to be like I was in you know when I first got here because I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. But I can give you a little insight. There's been a lot of speculation about whether you know WIOD was going to tone me down and because they have had uh, let's face it a very conservative image boring
1: yeah bland
4: well I'm trying to put Terminal. It diplomatically mm-hmm. but uh, in my discussions with Mike he is very anxious for me to uh, you know he said you know whatever you want to do you just go for it and they're not going to inhibit me and they want me to be as you know as uh, outrageous as I feel comfortable with being, so there's going to be no censorship and no toning me down. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. The other thing that I love, Neil, and I think you'll love this too, is, you know, there was a, ever since you moved into mornings against Al, uh, there was a moratorium passed on, uh, you know, on going back and forth with you on the air and on attacking you or an issue with you, which uh, I hate it because, I mean, I think some of the best shows that uh, I've done, and I think you too, I think we... We enjoy playing off each other a lot, and I love going after you Fig- playing with, off each other, can yes. figuratively
1: you say that. Figuratively speaking, only.
4: <laughs> when you say some of those things that are uh, perhaps, you know, now you need somebody to keep you in touch with reality. And I was not allowed <laughs> to do that. And uh, WYOD, they've taken the gloves off. They say if you right. feel, you know, if Neil gets out of line, you can feel free to go right after him. So it'll be fun. Great. I know you look forward to that as much as I do.
1: Okay, now, what? When? when is this going to happen, in the morning or in the afternoon, Steve?
4: As Tom told you, I spoke with Tom yesterday, Is still up in the air. I kind of... See,
1: now, I have difficulty believing that. I mean, I know you would not lead us down the ground. I you.
4: I would not lie to you. No, I,
1: I know that, but I, but I just find it difficult to believe that you would negotiate and grant you. They're paying you a ton of money, and I really mean it when I say more power to you because i i am what you say about management i'm not a management type person i think that most management in this business bleeds talent they get whatever they can out of you and then when they're ready to discard you they couldn't care less what happens to you so i'm delighted if you get a half a million more power to you but i can't believe that you would negotiate that kind of a deal without knowing up front when you were going to be
4: on right to the country in fact tom put it very very well uh, when I negotiated the deal, which I did, which by the way, I, I feel and I agree with you, and I'm not that management has ever what you would call bled me, but I mean I think this is a business, and I think you have to negotiate your worth, otherwise you don't. Uh, you know, the, I mean, if if, if uh, WNWS could have hired me for twenty-five thousand dollars, they would have been glad to do that. Yeah. But I, I think the salary thing, uh, I think, is something that will benefit all of us, because I, I we have a tendency, what well, was it, Tom? You said a great...
0: Yeah, thing. Ronald Reagan's, the rising tide lifts all the ships.
4: For sure. Yeah. And I think it, it certainly will benefit all of the, the major talents, certainly in this area. But, uh, for, yeah, and I told uh, Mike when... Oh, well, it already
0: has. David Gold said he won't come back for a penny less than you make.
4: I hope he doesn't hang by his thumbs until that happens.
0: Yeah, but, I hope he does.
4: In my discussions with Mike Anthony, and, and you know, he's, uh, I find Mike to be very open and and very, very. I mean, I haven't worked with him extensively, but uh, I, I have, uh, he, he's. I told him, I said, listen, I'd be glad to tell you, you know, what I think, but uh, when you're getting paid this, I mean, they don't pay me this kind of money to make, uh, uh, you know, management decisions, and as far as I'm concerned, they want me to do overnights at this price, I'm more than happy to, so I, it really was not That's part of. That's
0: what they do when they want to get rid of you. What? That's what they do when they want to get rid of you.
4: Yeah. Well, I I don't concern myself too much with that. My feeling is that uh, uh, as much as and I mean this, I mean there is a part of me that has always wanted to go up against you, Neil, because I think it would be fun. I think it would be a good uh, a good match. But the point is, why split that audience? In my, I'm just giving you my thinking. Now, certainly not the management of IOD necessarily. But I mean, yeah. the thing is, if I go it on empty, like then
0: disclaimer.
4: convenient to you know to. Have your audience join me at two, but I mean that's 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 well. What and I, leave Taffy. What? And leave Taffy. Well, I, I might have some problems with Taffy. I don't know. It might be difficult. By the way, you are <laughs> brutal to that poor lady.
1: <laughs> Why? We speak only the truth on this show.
4: Can you? I've, I've got to ask you this: What is Taffy like off the air? I, I mean,
1: off the air, she's delightful. We get along great. She came in at two yesterday. She said, "I don't want you to think that it was me." Because I don't have any problem with anything you say, and I think it's all very funny, and uh, so on and so forth. She doesn't understand. It's all, you know, I mean it.
4: Understand you right?
1: Exactly. Okay. But uh, no, we get along great.
4: Well, it's it's interesting. I got to tell you, it's 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 very.
0: Uh... Why aren't you surprised to learn she was a black woman, Steve?
4: <laughs> I heard that. No, I of course not. I, I got a matter of fact. He, she's related
1: to Robin Quivers. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah.
4: know that. Yeah, I got to be very honest. I really don't. I, I well, try. You know, slide. I try to listen to everybody. I can only make it about five minutes into. Taffy shows, and I keep tuning back, hoping that something will happen that'll hook me in. But so far, that hasn't.
1: Well, what happened to Lee in the ratings? I wonder, because Lee uh, had some serious problems in here. In fact, we might give Steve the hour-by-hour breakdown. You know, the book is in.
4: I'd love to hear that. Yeah.
1: Would you like to hear like, for like from what nine a.m. to three p.m.?
4: But I'm what I'm really interested.
1: Probably like three to seven is what you want to hear.
4: Not to sound too commercial, but what I'm really interested in are the twenty-five to fifty-four numbers.
1: Great. Well, it's unfortunately a Kiss beat me out in twenty-five to fifty-four. I had a six share. In men, 25
4: to 54. Uh, go go through the day. Let me hear you. You can break it with me because I've been listening and I haven't heard uh, a breakdown. Have you and out? Give me a rundown. Okay, you...
1: I'll tell you what. Can you, you can hold on a minute, right? Sure. You're not going anywhere. Are you, I'm away? out of
4: work. I'm You're... going nowhere till July 1st.
1: But you, they got to pay you for this, right? Yeah. Oh, my
4: don't God. You don't have to. They're, they're just, uh, you know, I get some living expenses. Out
1: of the kindness of their hearts, they're paying you to keep your silence.
4: They're very nice to me.
1: Great. Okay, hold on a second. This is Steve Kane. Uh, Mr. In Limbo in talk radio. It's 1119 at WYNZ. When we come back, we unveil for the first time anywhere the exciting new numbers. All next
4: week on 39... W- news, it's
5: 1122
1: at WYNZ, the land of the free and the home of the grave. Steve Kane is standing by now. This is a momentous occasion, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I love it.
1: It's exciting. Okay, at 9 a.m. I can't give you the shares on 25 to 54 because they're not on this page. I do have the... Uh, Numbers of people, average quarter hour, which make it terminal for the audience, but I'll try to do my best, okay?
4: You can just give the regular numbers, whatever.
1: Okay, 9 a.m., WINZ, 4.2. These are shares of the audience. WNWS, 5.2. At that. WIOD, 4.0. 10 o'clock, WINZ, 8.5.
4: <laughs>
1: are you there, Steve? I'm with you. WIOD 2.7. Oh boy. WNWS
4: 2.8. <laughs> mm, brutal. It's
1: Ele- an hour in a dead heat. 11 a.m. WINZ 8.1. WIOD 2.5. W Snooze 2.9. Mm. Noon. 12 noon. WINZ 7.1. WIOD 2.3. WNWS 2.2. Oh my God. 1 o'clock. WINZ 7.0. W I O D 2.3, W N W S 2.2.
4: <laughs>
1: wow. 1 o'clock. Should we keep going?
4: Sure, go ahead. you
0: getting, getting up to
1: your numbers. 2 o'clock. Goodbye. W- 2 o'clock. W-Y-N-Z, Taffy McCallum 4.0. W I O D 2.3, W Snooze. Are you listening, Lee? 1.9. Mm.
4: Ooh. Mm,
1: mm. 1.9. Painful. Ooh. Even the glow
4: well, in the, t- I was the even the glow in the right final tubes can get
1: more than a one point
4: nine. Well, you let me let me stick up for my old station for a second, please. Um, I I count on you for an well. I know you'll give me an honest answer on this one. Uh, that four point whatever it is that Taffy got. Now you know that is a spillover. It's a spillover from your show. Plus the fact you spent so much time attacking her. And well, wait a minute.
1: In addition to which, the demo, bigger, you know. the demos. 67% of the young demographics all disappear at 2 o'clock on this station.
4: I can believe that.
1: That's a true story. For example, men and women, 18 to 34. In the 1 o'clock hour, we've got 9,400. In the 2 o'clock hour, we've got 3,300.
4: Yeah. Well, that would figure. Okay.
1: Now, let's go to uh, 3 p.m., okay, because this is of some interest to you. Right. 3 p.m., Taffy has a 4.1, WIOD a 2.5, and W Snooze has, at 3 p.m., a 3.0. Unreal. Ooh. At 4 o'clock... Uh, we have then we're doing news 3.2. IOD has a 2.7 and snooze a 3.4. Five o'clock W I N Z with a 3.4, W I O D with a 2.4 and W snooze at 5 p.m. with a 4.0. That's the big hour. At six o'clock, wins with a 2.4. IOD with a 3.7 with sports talk and W snooze with a 3.1. And then at seven o'clock Shirley with a two, then a two eight, Jerry with a five three, a six six, a nine four, and a twelve nine in the midnight hour.
4: Hmm. Well, not a not a sterling book for WNWS, that's for sure. No. And I have a feeling it's only gonna get worse. Ooh.
0: Well, okay, like I now, said, Steve, you were over there. Has Lee Fowler ever hired anyone who was successful?
4: Well, I, you know, I mean it depends what you mean by no is the answer, I guess. But uh I don't know. I, I don't really understand fully what they're doing over there, other than I can give you a couple of theories that are, you know, from the inside that people may not realize. Uh, they have an excellent sales department at WNWS, and there is some feeling... You can understand something. They view the entity over there as a combo. And, of course, when you've got the uh, number one FM yeah. station, uh, which generates massive amounts of revenue... Yeah. Uh, well, you know, when you have a bad book at WNWS, uh, you, you kind of uh, lean on your combo figures. And I have a sales department that's excellent over there that is able to do that. And they do not, I can tell you from a business point of view, experience extreme variations in income uh, uh, for the station as the numbers on WNWS fluctuate up and down. So, from a business point of view, and basically, I mean, let's face it, we, uh, you know, we as performers and and as listeners tend to view uh, the radio as entertainment from a programming point of view, but basically it is a business. And when you're doing practically as well, uh, you know, when you have a good book as a bad book... It can, you know, can make. Yeah,
0: but that's a cop out, Steve. I mean, that's like saying Dwight Gooden wins 25 games and the Mets' second pitcher wins five games. You know, saying, well, they won 30 between them. That's not bad.
4: Well, I'm not. I understand something. I'm not giving you my viewpoint. I'm just telling you, you know, how they tend to view it at the station. And there is also uh, some feeling of why spend. In fact, I think this was at the root of the salary conflict that I was involved in with them. They went to their sales manager who, quite frankly, is not a dear friend of mine. He was the only person over there I really didn't get along with very well. well. you were
0: probably selling more than he was, that's
4: yeah, why. Well, no, because they didn't really permit me to get too involved in sewing under uh, Mr. Lapa. You hear that, Steve? You bum.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> finally anyway. got a little shot. It took 20 minutes, folks. We finally got a little shot from Steve. That's good.
4: There are people in the business I don't like. I'll, <laughs> a few, but...
1: I don't want to mention any names here, but...
4: Right at the top of the list. But the
1: point is... I don't want you to do negative on this show, Steve. If you want to be positive, that's okay. Hey, I don't believe in negative.
4: But the point is, the story I got is that they went uh, to Steve Lappa, and they said, uh, do you need, uh, you know, how important is it that Steve can't be here from a financial <laughs> point of view as opposed to a programming point of view? And Mr. Lappa said, well, we don't need Steve as long as I'm here. We'll keep it sold out. He's not important. And evidently that was at the root of their bargaining philosophy. Really? And that's, well, that's the story I've gotten. I assume it's true. And I knowing Steve Lappa, I can probably believe that. And uh, that's why I'm no longer at uh, WNWS. But, uh... Okay,
1: now there's all this rumor about Al being very uh, disenchanted with what's going on, and he and Lee have been sparring on the air, and uh, if Al should wind up leaving and going somewhere else, and obviously he certainly got the credentials to uh, go to a lot of places, uh, that would pretty much be the end, wouldn't it?
4: all well, over again it depends on the perspective you must understand this company was making a lot of money when they had wgbs and we all agree on you know the effectiveness of of uh, wgbs as a talk station so the point is they i don't know again you must understand i don't know any of this i'm just giving you my my feelings and my intuitions there may be some feeling that at worst scenario if they go back to a let's uh, say our left and say uh they you know they went back to a you know a, a GBS level of, of programming on WNWS. They still have a very viable and, uh, you know, money making operation. And I think that the feeling may be why spend all this money for these expensive salaries when we basically can generate similar. Again, I don't agree with this, but this is what maybe they're thinking. Uh, why spend all that money uh, for salaries when we can generate the same revenue, uh, uh, you know, thanks to a very successful... Yeah,
0: but you know where that kind of a philosophy eventually leads. A 2 becomes a 1.5, and, yeah. right. and then it becomes a 1.2, and then it becomes a 0.8. I mean there is you know, you can take the F M here. The F M here a few years ago was doing sixes and sevens and yeah. eights and you know now it's down doing one, one six. sixes. And uh, you know, once you start that kind of a slide and you say, Well, you know, we can make this much money, it doesn't really matter when you, when you when the bottom line becomes the bottom line, you eventually wind up going into the toilet. And can I say that? I don't know.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I'm, my orientation is programming, and I've I used to have a fantasy of being involved in management, putting together a station with a uh, Jerry Williams and Neil Rogers and Steve K. You know, getting the top people in the country and giving the you know the public all day long the best. But again, my orientation is programming, and uh, that's why I you know I have those feelings. But uh, from a business point of view, uh, Jefferson Pilot has uh, been successful in the past, and that's another thing that you have to consider. We view. W, it's, it's the old story about the, uh, the blind man feeling the elephant's tail and saying an elephant looks like a snake. We view uh, WNWS as an entity down here in, in terms of this market. Uh, WNWS is a tiny little particle of Jefferson Pilot's uh, holdings, and Jefferson Pilot, of course, you know, is, is worth billion. I mean it's just a, a company of tremendous wealth and sometimes the decisions that may be made again i don't know this i'm just going by a sense i have a feeling that the decision to keep my salary at the level that it was my feeling is was not made in Miami. That it was a decision that was made in Charlotte by Jefferson Pilot, who are not programming people, and they don't really understand. Uh, you know, they're, they're bottom line people, and they say, "What well, pay talent over a they I, My understanding is they didn't. The idea of giving me the hundred thousand I was earning when they picked up my contract uh, was outrageous to them. I mean, they had to because they inherited the contract. But these people, not being in the programming end of the business, don't really understand that they're bottom line. Insurance.
0: Well, what you're saying then is that there's really not hope that they're going to not much hope that they're going to get anyone very exciting over there, and that probably explains why it's taken so long to replace you.
4: Oh, I, well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, there I mean, are. Well, you're
0: not going to get anyone very good that cheap.
4: Well, uh, it's going to be hard. I mean, there are. You know, I mean, when I came down here from Orlando, uh, my salary, my starting salary was seventeen thousand dollars plus ten dollars a live spot. So, I mean, there are people out there that are good. That perhaps have not been discovered or whatever, but it's hard to. I mean, there are not a lot of great talk show hosts in the country.
1: Who I mean, can say that again?
4: It is a very. People think it's easy to just get up and sit in front of a mic. To be great at this business is very unusual, and and those of us who are at the top of it, I think, deserve the big bucks. Because when you go into any business and you get to the you know the top five or six people in any business or in any field, that's the kind of money they earn. And it's hard to find. I, I had a conversation with Lee uh, over the, I still talk to Fowler a lot, and he was telling me, you know, that they're involved in this big talent search. And he said, oh, there's a lot of talent. He said, there are a lot of, uh, lot of good talk show hosts out there. He's been listening to tapes. And I told him, I said, Lee, there may be a lot of good ones, but there are very few great ones. And he had to concede that. I mean, it's a, it's a hard job to be great at.
1: Amen. Well, listen, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad that you called. I wish you the best of luck. Not too good, but we wish you the best of luck.
4: Well, uh, it's good talking to you. I've always wanted to call you on here. Maybe one of these days you'll uh, call me if we're not on well, at I the same like
0: time. I feel like Dolly Levy here, the matchmaker or something. <laughs> okay, thanks,
1: Steve. I'll by talking to you, care Steve. Bye-bye. Okay, Steve Kane. It's uh, Boy, this is really, I'm telling you, this show is kind of like the meeting place of the airwaves lately, isn't it? I mean, we get them all: the yeah. employed, the unemployed, the would-be employed, the near-employed, the great, the near-great, and so on. Right? Come on, right.
0: Now, Lee, Lee can call, right? We know he's listening. Yeah,
1: come on, Lee. Well, we invited call him before; yeah. he didn't have the guts to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Steve had Sandy at least the and... courage
1: to do it, but Lee did not have the guts. Maybe to he'll it.
0: call Taffy. Later. Okay,
1: now after we do this break, we're going to debut a new musical piece. This is the uh, follow-up. This is the sequel to Hallandale Vice. It's called Key West Vice, and you're going to hear it exclusively first. I can't guarantee you last because everybody else got the recorders going here on W.I.N.Z. Okay, it's 23 before noon at W.I.N.Z. I'm Neil Rogers.
0: We're here till 2 and Daffy will be along. What's Daffy's subject today? Oh, God. Daffy's subject is how come if it comes every four weeks they call it a monthly? Will the real (laughs) Taffy
1: McCallum please stand up? 20 questions, it says, invite my listeners to call. That's good. Taffy still wants to continue building that audience based on the slop-over. Can we say slop-over from this show? So uh, we're going to invite you to call in. Okay, um, let's do this right now. This is courtesy of Mark Mosley, and you to see this letter right here? So everything is kosher, and I am told that this makes Hallandale Vice pale into insignificance.
2: Friday nights, they're two Miami cops with a hot new beat. They're on the streets fighting crime. Look, pal,
6: we just don't do strip searches for jaywalking. In Key West Vice.
2: We got a problem. Moose Gang is back
5: in town.
6: Lieutenant, isn't that the group of hairdressers who attack people on the beach, hold them down, and then set their hair?
2: Yeah, they're back in town.
6: Let's go get them.
2: They'll stop at nothing but clean up the streets. Officer, I'm sorry for skipping in the no-skipping zone. I hope you guys don't get on to me just take a seat pal gladly a
6: chair a chair
2: yes key west vice
6: all right stop you pickpocket i beg your pardon i am not a
2: pickpocket
4: oh uh sorry just look Like
2: yes there are a couple of hit miami cops on a hot new beat in key west bites Friday
1: nights at 9 on MBC. I don't believe it. That's incredible. Okay, Tom Jick is here. Let's get back because this has yeah. been... Uh, well, I can't been all over the believe land. this, man. We're just all over the road here. That's like the FM format, A-O-R. <laughs> all over the road. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. And I understand a lot of this is in stuff, and some of the people in the building get very nervous, and they're always telling me, Oh, too much of this inside stuff. The audience, uh, they can't relate to the The audience doesn't care. They love every minute of oh, it. Oh, yeah, I get they calls from call people
0: it. before, I, come on, you're going to talk about the ratings, right? Oh, and yeah. All
1: that, yeah, they... I mean, even if we just make it up as we go along, like Lee does, you know. Can you believe they're still playing the most listened-to talk host in no, South Carolina? That's
0: shameless. That's absolutely shameless. I, I was going to call them on it. La- last rating book when they did it, uh, but uh, to to continue it after two rating books, I mean, Alice, there are only
1: two rating services, Birch and Arbitron, and both of them have the same result. You know, yeah. in the latest uh, surveys, it's not even a contest, Alice. So the fact that they're still playing that at the beginning you would of the
0: think show. he would say to him I don't want, I'm embarrassed yeah, but exactly. apparently
1: he's beyond that. Well, I don't hear him talking about the numbers at all. Did you?
0: No. Oh yeah, he was crying yesterday or the day before about how one rating book doesn't make a career, and he was just going on and on. How about least. two? Yeah, or three. Or <laughs> <ten>. <laughs> uh,
1: no, that's true. That is absolutely true, and the ratings aren't precise, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend that they are. But
0: uh, certainly they indicate a trend, don't they? They sure seem to. And what it is is he's really an oasis over there. I mean, give you know, despite all the kidding around, he really is the only talent they have left over I'll there. I'll tell you
1: one thing. The only oasis that's successful in this town is Russ Oasis over at the ad yeah. team. But other than that... Being an oasis is a bad situation. It really only, is. he's
0: the only one over there now that, that's pulling any any kind of an audience. And, uh, you know, you buried him. You can see he's got a five before you come on the air, and if you yeah. weren't here, he'd probably Al still Al does very were.
1: well when he's unopposed. He's got a 5-2 in the 9 o'clock hour. Last time he had a 5-6 in that hour. Yeah, and you can't say anything about, look at the other I shouldn't ones. say unopposed because Sandy was on in that hour, but that's the next best thing to be unopposed. Well,
0: one, one, my, one week she's on that hour, and the next week she's on yeah. with Mike Renary, and the next week something else is on there. I mean, you really do need a scorecard to keep what, keep track of what's going on. And by the way, you know what? I, I saw a note yesterday. Interesting idea. I don't know how well it'll work. WHN in New York, that used to be the country station, carries the mess. They're going all sports, twenty four hours a day sports radio. They're going to be the first one in the country. Wouldn't that great? I don't think it's going to work I-O-D. very well. That
1: would be excellent for Mike Anthony's probably listening right now. And there is a rumor that sports talk is going to be going four hours. Yeah,
0: I heard that six to ten. Yeah, oh. but it, not very often. Oh. How many nights aren't there games? They have a game on just about every See, they don't understand though. They had that fluke back yeah, because... in the fall, cause the Dolphins
1: and Hurricanes were a big topic of conversation. Yep. And they had that fluke for sports, and Anthony comes barreling into town, and he looks at that, and, hey, let's do 80 hours of sports talk. This, yeah, You know exactly. as well as but, I do, yeah, this, this is not time sports year, there's talk. There's
0: nothing to talk about.
1: Although I yep. will say, I did uh, two days ago, we did a whole show on hockey. Well, not a whole show. I heard it. But uh, we it never possible. had an open line. I mean, it was incredible.
0: Yeah. Some of those names that were coming out there that, uh, you know, Doug Moans and... <laughs> yeah, Johnny Busey. Doug Moans, can you say yeah. that on the air? I don't know. No. It depends what he's moaning about. Doug
1: Groans. <laughs> Doug makes guttural sounds, perhaps, but certainly not We Doug can't loans. even discuss
0: how Terry Sawchuck died.
1: No, please. Uh, this is a family show. Although I will say this. In the teen column, all across for W-I-N-Z, we have no teens. Zero. And well, you wouldn't, you wouldn't in expect you're would, Of, of course, they're in school now. So in spite of this huge audience, there are no teens. So if Jim McKinney from the FCC or any of those other bureaucrats are listening, uh, we don't have to concern ourselves with that now. Although what happens during the summer
0: book? I suppose you'll have to tone your act down.
1: But they'll probably all be listening
0: to Bon Jovi. In Miramar? Well,
1: except in Miramar. Oh,
0: God. Can you
1: imagine the implications? First, they'll listen to that record. Then they'll actually be going out there and doing it. You know, all the
0: kidding aside, that's really frightening. I know it. It it really is. It's
1: just, and this is what I keep trying to tell people with this FCC thing. It's got nothing to do with Howard Stern. It has nothing to do with shock radio. It's got to do with the idea that all around us we're surrounded by a group of right-wing oppressive people
0: who want to censor. People and it's not acceptable. other people how to live their lives. They're not satisfied. If they want to live their own life in some oppressive manner and, you know, genuflecting every three seconds, God love them, they're entitled to do it. But don't tell other people they have Kyle to Kyle just, it just to. reminded me, we don't
1: subscribe to the summer book. So, you know, see no evil, hear no evil. We don't
0: know. I mean, if we've got eight million teens well, listening, this, we don't know about it. It's hard business. Cospin made the point this Sunday in his column, which, you know, for the people who weren't listening before, it was a wonderful column. It's, they always find some justification, and children are a great fallback. We're protecting the yeah. children because who's going to come out against protecting children? But in point of fact, the kids—anything the kids are hearing on the radio—they're hearing a lot worse in the schoolyards. anyone who's ever been near a school knows that.
1: And the words, after you hear them and use them for a period of time, they become meaningless.
0: Well, just for a good example, you couldn't say rape and vir- you couldn't say virgin and pregnant on the year ten years ago. Yeah. And remember when Parr said water closet? Yeah, and NBC wound up leaving the air yeah the water closet. Yeah. And the, the reason I use the word rape, you know, the one, the one absurdity, lunacy in our whole language is that you can't say the f word, which to most people has a pleasant connotation. Well, depending on how you use yeah. it. Yeah, but you can say rape, which is ugly and yeah. violent, disgusting, and is essentially the same thing. Well, I'll tell you one now thing: if you couldn't say
1: rape on the air now, there'd be one talk hostess who'd be off. The, she wouldn't have a show left. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> She'd be out well, of. Well, she don't have
0: a show left anyway.
1: Oh come on now! What did Shirley do? Did I mention that before? Let's right. take a look at those seven to nine numbers. A two at seven o'clock and a two eight at eight o'clock. I guess well, you're right. I bet
0: you Shirley had to run out for shaman after Lee called Sandy yesterday.
1: Yeah. I, let me. Can I make a prediction? Because I really don't know. I just talked to a lot of different people in the business, and I put all the rumors together. I think Sandy's out at IOD. If she, is, I think she'll Sandy be on will AWS wind up doing at W Snooze, I'm not sure what hours. I think she's going to wind up over there. I think that Steve will do ten to two, and Miller will do two to six and Bill will be on at night, and uh, and that's it. I think that's going to be the idea. I disagree.
0: Thing. I really do. Although I agree with the second part. If she is out, she'll be on NWS as quickly as is allowed. I don't know yeah. if she has a no-compete, and I don't know if a no-compete is valid if they get rid of you. Is it? Oh, hey, that's
1: a whole different ballgame. If she's an employee and not an independent contractor, they can hold her to a non-compete. Even if they
0: get rid of her? Sure. That doesn't seem right. But anyway... Well, unless they have some kind of an agreement. Yeah, she w- she'll be on NWS... Immediately upon leaving IOD, except I happen to know that she, she wants to stay at IOD. You're not dancing on her grave now, are you? No. Because she was very no, indignant
1: I... when she came back about my dancing on her grave. No, I think,
0: I think that she'll be at IOD for a while for a number of reasons. I think that what happened the three days she was off, they're afraid of some kind of a backlash. And, and secondly, Sandy has about nine years and change in... And in at IOD, which is a Cox company, the same company I work for, and mm-hmm. after ten years, you get a wonderful pension. That's it right. really is that
1: happens to be true.
0: And so Sandy is it would it she would be very foolish not to try and hang on there. Are you hearing that, Sandy? Hang on. Well, I, and I, she knows it. How's and the plastic surgeon doing? By the way, that was a terrible shot.
1: Actually, Sandy said that. And you stole it from her. Which another thing in this rating book that really has I I know that people in the audience they listen to different kinds of radio. Er and she and Zeta are and some are music wouldn't it be something if all of this kind of like
0: little creeks and rivers met you know and they and, all uh, turned uh, out together. Yeah, yeah. well I, I bet you that if you went out in the street and you asked a hundred people that 60 of them would tell you a contra was something you used having sex
1: probably I mean, there's just no uh, maybe Jim Baker is having sex with contra leaders.
0: Yeah, or well, contraband. There was a there was a picture of Jim Baker right after the right after he went off the air, and it was taking a long lens about a block away. He was sitting with some babe that wasn't Tammy by the pool. I mean, a real shapely young. Uh, really? She, yeah. Well, they all like supposedly. According to the latest things, they like to swap around. Swap meet, they call yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if you Out on the
1: West imagine Coast. waking and up to Tammy. Help
3: is sick and needs
1: help badly. <laughs> She's incredible, man. She's a piece of work. Okay, listen, we're at the end of this hour, and we've digested it, and we've heard from some real celebrities out there and greats and near-greats. It's been an incredible first two hours. But when we come back, following the uh, new news break, then we're going to turn it over to the audience. And if they're not excited about uh, ratings and radio and uh, the FCC and everything...
3: And now, here again is Neil Rogers.
1: Okay, it's 10 past noon at WINZ. Uh, Tom Jick is here, the TV radio editor the Miami News. We're talking about radio and television, about the new ratings, and about anything else that tickles your fancy. We're talking about the... FCC and First Amendment rights and a whole ball of wax. And let me give you our numbers in Dade County, 624-0191. 624-0191 in Broward, 764-0707. Tom is just immersed in the numbers numbers over there. He's having a nervous breakdown. If you really want to have one, let's start in Hallandale. Hello.
2: Hi, Neil. Congratulations on the book. Thank you. Uh, Two points. First of all, Ed Little is no longer with uh, Mutual Radio. I know. He's down here running traffic patrol.
1: Oh, he does traffic patrol?
2: Yeah, he uh, owns the thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that's on all the other stations that uh, give it to him for free, and, uh, you know, you are the you guys are the only ones that have your own airplanes up there.
1: What was that all about? What was that all about? Who was that? Oh, he's on a traffic patrol? Where did I just have that that's guy? You. Oh, okay. Okay. All kinds of uh, hand signals here. <laughs> all right,
2: sorry, I'm in the business, so I know about that. All right, did you happen to see the McNeil uh, report on Friday? No. Ah, you missed a good one. They had the, uh, this is to do with the FCC, and they had the uh, the girl on there by the name of uh, Diane Killery. She's yeah. the FCC attorney out of Washington.
1: Yeah, she's a moron.
2: Yeah, you got that right.
1: Yeah, she was on a crossfire show with Kane.
2: Yeah, uh, her first uh, comment was that, Quote, organs that are offensive. Now, what does that mean?
1: Her mouth's offensive to me. Yeah, she is, she is patently offensive to me, and everything she says is patently offensive.
2: I know it, but it was so funny to look at it and all the things. And it, uh, let's see, I just uh, got a few uh, notes there. The innuendo, this is talking about uh, Howard Stern again. Yeah. The double entendres, the innuendos, uh, over the line to the extreme. Now, what, again, does that mean?
0: Well, who measures what's extreme? That's yeah. the thing.
2: You got that right. Uh, she then said, well, if children are in the audience, the, uh, the radio station should be governed by Congress, quote and unquote.
0: Well, in a roundabout way, it is.
2: <laughs> well, in a very roundabout
0: way. Well, no, Congress uh, appropriates money for the FCC. Congress approves who's on the FCC. Uh, that's that's uh, And Congress has made its will known to the FCC in a number of cases.
1: Yeah, but, you know, she keeps using this line about uh, Congress uh, has spoken and so on and so forth. The FCC Act was last amended 53 years ago. I would hardly say that that indicates that Congress has spoken in regard to anything that has to do with contemporary broadcast standards.
2: Right. Well, uh, 25 years ago when I first started in radio, that you couldn't even flush a toilet on the air. In fact, one guy was fired because he did it. Yeah. Uh, Well, to this moment, the only
0: toilet flush ever in the history of broadcasting has um, been in (laughs) Achibanka,
2: as far as I know. Uh, Market forces, otherwise meaning advertisers, and, you know, we're all in the advertising business, and we've got to get a a show over to get the numbers to, uh, you know, raise the advertising rates. Uh, That should be made unlawful by Congress. Uh, again, another quote. Uh, well, the
0: interesting thing about this administration is that they're, they're, and this FCC is that their entire philosophy has been let the marketplace decide. Uh, but that's only up to the point where the marketplace decides what it agrees with, apparently.
2: Well, of course. But, again, where do you draw the line?
0: I think the market has decided with Neil's numbers, with Howard Stern's numbers. I think that's the marketplace deciding.
2: I agree. And, uh, again, children, unreasonable risk, no kids. How do you kill, tell if kids are in the audience? Her response was that more kids listen to radio during the day than are in school.
1: That's ridiculous.
2: I know yeah. it's ridiculous.
1: There aren't that many kids who listen to radio, period.
0: We're <laughs> spending an awful lot of money on education foolishly, then. Maybe we just ought to buy every kid a transistor radio. Yeah either that or a television set. Well,
1: I'll be honest with you. The response we got in the mail today, now that we looked at it a second time, is pretty paltry. And I'm I'm beginning to understand that if this campaign of mine is going to make it, it's going to have to make it with help of people like Lasseter in Tampa and Jerry Williams in Boston and other parts of the country. Because the people here, evidently most of them are too stupid to understand the implications of it. And, you know, it's really frustrating because you've got this gigantic audience out there. I mean, here are these big numbers. But, again, to try to get them to do something, that's another well, story. Well, they
0: don't really think anything's going to happen. It's going to have to take, you know, someone in, coming in here in brown shirts to pull you off the air, and then they'll understand. Yeah, but, again, but it's, not it gets, just, that it's not stage, just it's me. It's not a question of whether
1: I'm going to be on the air or not or Howard Stern's going to be on the air. It's a question of whether next week the government decides that we can't speak out and criticize the president. That's or we what, can't that's criticize the whole thing. religion. Where does it end? That's yeah. who,
0: all of these things.
1: Okay, I think it ended already because the response on the phone here today. This is embarrassing. This is like that Friday night when Tom was on with me about three years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. I just don't believe it. Terrible. Look well, at all that. the
0: things going on. I know it? it.
1: This is incredible. It's like the whole audience has gone into a coma now. We've got two lines open in each county. In Dade, six two four zero one nine one, and in Broward, seven six four zero seven zero seven. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. How are you? Okay.
5: Great. Um, I have a couple of questions. This whole talk radio thing is kind of new to me. I'm from the United Kingdom. where it's not really that prevalent. Uh, what's been going on recently seems to be very, very controversial because it would appear to me that the whole idea of talk radio is so the general public can view their particular views on current events. No. No? No. I would have thought it would be a good medium for that. Well, that's part and of... I would imagine that's why you have the t- uh, the telephone call-in, so that the general public could view their ideas. But if you bear with me, uh, what I want to know is there a definite or a definitive policy on the words that cannot be used, because it would appear to me again that anything can be misconstrued as suggestive or a patently offensive, depending upon the person uh, who's listening to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got people like Lyndon R- LaRouche, whose uh, right-wing views could be, you know, described as patently offensive to anybody.
1: Yeah, well, that, that has to do with content, and the commission says they don't care about content. But, but,
5: but does it not come back to the patently offensive thing?
1: No. Patently offensive is in terms of uh, sexual material.
0: Oh, yeah, you can talk about killing, sexual or excretory activities
1: or organs. That's what's patently offensive. You can come
0: on and, and shill for the Klan and other disgusting yeah. organizations. You can make anti-Semitic or, or racist comments or but anything you, can't you talk want. About sex.
1: That's okay, but if you have any any discussion that has sexual innuendo and dealing with organs or excretory activities, which is another way of saying you can't say SH
0: on the ear, uh-huh. uh, then they get all upset about it. You know, I, I think this thing's being attacked maybe from a, uh, the wrong perspective. The, the The opening part of the First Amendment is Congress shall make no law restricting uh, regarding an establishment of religion. And obviously these laws are based on religious taboos. They're not based on any kind of uh, anything that makes any sense. It's all based on religion. The Christian religions that are now in vogue uh, are, are the ones who are pushing for these anti-sexual drugs. You can talk about all the violence you want. You can put all the disgusting killing you want. Well, but if that, you talk about sex... of
5: air sure that you cannot that, say, um, has something to do with uh, perhaps PMS? Your premenstrual syndrome, because that's obviously pertaining. Yeah,
0: that's both sexual and excretory. Yeah, good luck.
5: You mean you, you obviously can't be well, sure about sir, that. Sir, the, that.
0: O- the obvious
1: answer is that we don't know. They they've made this vague and ambiguous ruling. I've got it right in front of me from the FCC. And, you know, they don't want to give you any specifics, so who the hell knows what we could talk about? Well, that's intentional. And by making it vague and ambiguous, you know, what they're trying to do is to intimidate a lot of broadcasters, a lot of uh, license holders, and to try to, uh, you know, force them to stop talking about things that they consider objectionable just like uh, Childers considers things objectionable on bumper stickers. You know, it's so basic and it's so evident, and the fact that the majority of the people out there are, you know, again, brain dead, they're in suspended animation, they're not going to take any action. You know, this is a classic example of how weak this country is. I mean, the government, they could actually come out tomorrow and say, okay, we're going to take away the First
0: Amendment. Oh, now how now many would people do think be up excited would not about be any uproar whatsoever. But it, it, it's all part of a pattern, that you, like you say. You've got one group that wants to do away with T-shirts. You've got another group that wants to do away with bumper stickers. You've got another group that wants to control what's on the radio. You've got a principal now in Miramar who won't let a very innocuous song be played at a senior prom at which a lot of the people there are illegal adults in the state of Florida. Where does it end? They just chip away gradually, and then you wake up one morning, and you find out you're in Nazi Germany again.
1: Yeah. Got uh, several lines still open. The response today, by the way, sucks. We have two open lines in Broward, seven six four zero seven zero seven, seven six four zero seven zero seven, and we have one open line in Dade, six two four zero one nine one. I just can't believe it. Homestead, hello. Hi.
3: Hi. Um, uh, there's a, a movie that's been on uh, Movie Channel this week called Lenny, uh, about Lenny Bruce. Yeah. And it really is apropos of what's happening now. Well, thought, Howard Stern
0: is the modern day Lenny.
3: Yeah, it's absolutely. And the thing about Lenny Bruce was, like, in one scene, he talks about dirty words. And he said, I'll tell you what's dirty. And then he described uh, several killings. I think he talked about Kennedy's assassination. He talked about segregation and poverty. He said, That's dirty. And then he said, The F word, that's nice. You know, he said, You could even greet your parents with it. Well, because like it's I say, such a that. Nice thing to happen. And it really made me think about it for, for a minute. What are we
0: centering? Well, as I said before, and I've said a million times. And
3: we're, you know, then we, we can listen to all the hate, all the violence
0: we want. Explain to me why you can say rape and you can't say the F word. Yeah. No one has ever been able to explain that to me.
1: 21 past 12 at WYNZ. My guest is Tom Jicka, the radio TV editor of the Miami News. We're talking about radio, about television, about the FCC, about the First Amendment, about the ratings, about anything you want. And we have an open line in each county, in Dade County, 624-0191. And in Broward, 764 And I really do mean it. I mean, the response today stinks to high heaven. And again, you know, if there are people out there in the audience who think that I'm just going to drop the ball on the whole thing, even if they don't talk about that particular issue, uh, they've got nothing to say about anything that's going on in the business, which is incredible.
0: Yeah, this is one of the most exciting, yeah, this is and, terrible. and you know what this reminds
1: me of? I don't want to sound bitter, but in a way I am, because this has happened to me every time. Every time, after I do well, which has been most of the time, and the ratings come out, and I don't think I overdo it. I mean, we do talk about it, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. We've always done that on this show. And it's like, okay, sit there and stew, and now we're uh, you know, we're just not going to talk to you. This happened to me like a half a dozen times in this market.
0: Yeah, and there seems to be an interest in ratings. I certainly get enough calls on it. People are always asking when they're coming out. Yeah,
1: well, I guess they're all, they're all playing uh, hard to get today. I don't know, 22 minutes past 12. At WINZ, let's do a little break here. 25 past noon at WINZ. Tom Jick is here. I'm here. We're kind of in a coma. I don't want to steal Al's material, but we're in a coma. And we have another radio celebrity standing by on the line. Good morning, Mr. Tanner.
2: <laughs> it's afternoon now. <laughs> good, good evening. <laughs> How are yours?
1: Mine are um, still where they were when I got up this morning.
2: Yeah, well, that's good. You know, I... um. I think you're right about this business of people being in a coma about this whole First Amendment thing. And I think that the only way you're going to stir up enough trouble to get them excited is to point out that there are so many things in danger besides Neil Rogers and Howard Stern. Howard Stern isn't in this market, it's sort of an abstraction to these people. And you're exactly right, because all this is leading down a road where none of us want it to go, where your listeners don't want it to go and the road is paved with apathy. It's just that simple.
1: Yeah. So, in other words, I don't have to feel bad.
0: You're getting the same response? Well, yeah. Well, as Neil pointed out here a couple of days ago, that people uh, kind of thought that uh, Hitler was just an amusing little yeah. oddity. Yeah. You know, in his early, oh, Aberration. yeah, well, I just don't pay attention to him and he'll go away.
2: Well, it's bull. Because the fact of the matter is that um, there are a lot of interesting things going on in the government today. While we're so busy concerned with, uh, concerning ourselves with what Oliver North and people like that did, General C Corp and so forth, Nobody's uh, proceeding with GE that. quietly gobbled up their biggest competitor for a defense contracting business, RCA, and in the process just happened to get the number one television network. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of things going on that people really ought to wake up and pay attention to, and um, that's, that's on the one side. That's is the issue side of what I wanted to comment on. On the other side of the ratings, I've been listening to you guys talking about the album rock situation. Here's the whole story with album rock. Album rock has never been that popular in South Florida. The reason that she did well is because it was only one of a kind. There's always been about six, six six and a half shares of album rock. Back in the old Zeta 4 versus She days, She had a 4, Zeta had a 3. Yeah,
0: Bill, but nobody's doing progressive album rock here. There is no station no, doing that.
2: Because they're all caught up in classic rock, Tom. They're all trying to go for demographics, you know, and, and that's fine. I think it's an interesting point. Neil Rogers and I have one thing in common. We play for whoever the hell wants to listen to the radio. I don't care if Neil has 18-year-olds or 68-year-olds, and I don't care if I do either. I have a lot of teens. He has a lot of older people. Who cares? It's warm bodies. You want people to listen to the radio. Uh, It's up to the sales guys that get out there and market this stuff to dissect it and uh, feed it to the agencies like Pablo.
0: Well, it's still, you have to wonder. Someone came up, uh, walked in here a few minutes ago and came up with an interesting theory that uh, what's happening now to, to music on radio is what's happened to, to television to a certain extent. People are listening to their own cassettes.
2: That's also true. Uh, in reality, dance and rhythm-based music has always been uh, a, very, uh, a very, very important part of the local music scene in the 15 years that I've been doing music radio down here. That's what it was at Y100. When Y100 got away from that, their ratings went down the drain. What they did this time is you so aptly pointed out your column uh, I think they have made some improvements in their station, but basically they bought the book. They paid a quarter of a million dollars for a contest that says, hey, if it's your birthday, tune in and win $25,000. Well, that's how they <laughs> put themselves on the air 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and, uh, it, it worked then. It will work every, it's working less and less well, less and less efficiently. Um, as far as, as Hot 105 is concerned, their problem has been, the reason they wanted, I think, uh, to make the change with me that they did, is they want to run the thing from out of town. And I think you folks over there at W-I-N-Z know about people from Maine who come in at the Miami airport and freak out because they see Hispanics and blacks standing around. Yeah. And uh, the reality of the situation is that if you don't live and work in Miami... You don't know a damn thing about the radio down here, and you're probably going to lose out as bad as W-I-N-Z-F-M has. Well, Kane was on Whatever before... it is today, it's a joke. Kane was on there t- are on jokes about... up and down the radio dial that are caused by ignoring the fact that this is not Kansas City, Kansas.
0: Well, that's what, that's what Kane was saying about Jefferson Pilot running uh, WNWS from North Carolina. And, and he's uh, right. They have no idea what's going on down here.
2: This is a unique city, and I happen to think that Miami, South Florida, which is a media term, if you will, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, uh, it's unique. I find it exciting. I think it's a, a throbbing city, and I think it's a challenge to be Watch on the radio. throbbing. I
0: don't know. We could be getting in trouble with that.
2: If you think you're going to uh, force Charlotte, North Carolina radio down these people's throats and have them get ratings, you, I mean, the results are obvious.
7: Bill, this is Glenn Hill. How are you doing?
2: Hey, Glenn. How are you?
7: Real good. Um, I just wanted to ask you, Neil has been wondering for quite a long time on the air, Whatever happened to KC?
2: Well, KC had his last hit record in 1980, and then he had—well, actually, not true. He had uh, sort of a medium-sized hit record uh, while I was in Washington around 1984, and I speak to him from time to time. Uh, I think what has happened is he's simply lost the inspiration to do his music. Um, where i, that I don't know. It
0: seems to me he's just another one of these one-hit stars. Are you? He had a one of hits.
2: Two or three two case three. he had the longest string of number one records since the Beatles? Is that right? Yeah.
0: Why they rent right well,
2: by me. He's not a one-hit artist, <laughs> but he's an artist who lacks inspiration. And who amongst us can say what it takes uh, to provide inspiration, whether you're a talk show host or a recording artist? You, you've got to get the... Uh, the juice from somewhere. Well he I just said it worked.
0: He just happened to be in the right place with disco music when disco was hot and fortunately it went went by the wayside rather quickly.
2: Well, actually I disagree with you. I think it never went away here in Miami. It's alive and well and we're just calling it something else.
0: Well, I, I know what I call it. I, oh, I know we can't
1: say that. Steve on the, Dahl uh, lives in Chicago, but is here in Miami in spirit this morning. <laughs>
2: can't believe it. Well, I, I certainly think one thing that I was listening to you guys, I don't happen to have a copy of the book because I mailed us to come, you know, until we like four or five days later by Pony Express or something. But um I was listening to you hour by hour. And, it's incredible. You don't see that sort of personality pull that Neil Rogers has.
1: But, but listen, the audience, I mean, this is the first day. The book just came in this morning at 9.30, and the audience is already getting even now, see? <laughs> so don't ever get cocky in this market. I don't know if I can say that, but don't ever get overconfident, because, man, immediately they turn on you.
2: Now, you know what you provide? You provide entertainment. The rest of that stuff is boring.
1: Yeah. You That's can say a... that again.
2: Say it again. Well, anyway, nice listening to you, and... uh.
1: Good talking to you, Bill.
2: Looking forward to the uh, M.O. Hills event.
1: Okay. Okay. How Good about. luck. How okay, 1232 at W.I.N.Z. We have an open line in Broward. If there's anybody alive there, 764-0707. Davey, hello.
6: Hello, Broward live.
1: Amazing. Yeah. Frightening.
6: Yes, those other stations are boring. Um... I... Geez, where to start?
1: I know. Um, That's probably the difficulty. There's so much going on, people just can't figure out where to start. Yeah, it's like finding to... yourself in a motel with Tammy Baker.
0: Yeah.
6: No, please. What do
0: you do first?
6: Take hours just to scrape the face off. Um, I've been trying to get people to sign the petition. And? They're like, well, what's this for? And I explain to them what the FCC is trying to do and how it's the first step in, in restriction of our First Amendment rights. And they're like, yeah, well... And they're, they're so apathetic, they're like, Yeah, well maybe I'll sign it, I'll think about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I think the word is dumb. I think you're being kind when you say apathetic. They're just too stupid to understand what the implications are.
6: I know. It's unreal. Then the thing with the principal at Miramar Yeah. Yeah, you know, I heard that song when you played it. It's a pretty boring song.
1: Yeah, it's certainly not controversial.
6: Um, I don't I don't see where they, they can get on their high horse and tell students to do that. Um Daffy had somebody on yesterday or the day before from uh, school board, Broward County. Yeah. And they got on this thing about dress codes for students and teachers. And he says he doesn't think teachers should have a dress code, but students definitely should. And I don't see the logic in that. Why should it go for one group and not the other?
0: Well, that, that seems to be the way of life here. One, one group of people telling another group how yeah. to behave. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. Isn't that what the Tammy and Jim thing is all yeah, about? exactly.
6: Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't see how these people can live with themselves, though.
0: Why is it time after time after time that the people who are most vociferous about telling others to live are the ones who get caught in the backseat of cars with eight-year-old kids? Why is that? I Because
6: I, they're afraid of uh, everybody being like them. Maybe they don't like themselves.
0: Well,
1: I think they're trying to focus attention on everybody else. They're trying to shine the spotlight at everybody else, and in the meantime, uh, you know, do all of their stuff in the dark.
0: The old limey think he does protest too
1: much? Right.
6: Yeah. I I don't know how this ties in with um, the FCC ruling, but uh, a lot of the record companies have been lobbying Congress for years to uh, restrict um, home taping and um, restricting the imports of these new digital tape uh, recorders in the industry. And uh, Tanner said, you know, most people are listening to tapes at home. And that's what I do. And the the record companies keep saying, well, if you you let them tape whatever they want, we're going to lose so much money. And that's just a lot of BS, because I do a lot of taping, because I like to listen to my own music. I don't like to listen to the FM stations.
5: They're
6: trash. And I have five, five of those crates, those peach crates, filled with records, because I buy so many to make my own tapes up. You know, I'll go out and buy a complete album for one or two songs on the album. You know, so I, I, the fact that I tape makes me spend more money rather than last, you know, because I don't go out and try to get pirated copies, and I think that, uh, that's another thing that needs to be looked into, is all this lobbying by these companies. Well,
0: the movie industry, when VCRs came along, fought and fought and wanted, out, wanted to outlaw VCRs, then wanted to tax them, and it's turned out that VCRs are the best thing that ever happened to the movie industry. No,
6: because they, they got a whole other market there that didn't exist before.
0: Yeah. People are basically honest. There's always going to be some dishonest people, but most people are honest, and, uh, they're not—they're not, not going to rip you off.
6: I know. Okay, I a, a question here. Yeah. Um, the ratings—you—you you had some of the information a couple of days ago, and then you had the breakdown by the hours today. Why do they send them separately? Why don't they just send them all at once?
5: Well,
1: that's a good question. I really don't know that. I don't know how they go about putting the book together, but they're—you know—they put everything into a computer up there in Beltsville, Maryland, and I'm sure that there's certain things that come out first before they actually print them up, and then they put a whole book together.
0: Yeah, it's voluminous amounts of information. Yeah. I'm looking at a sheaf here almost as big as the telephone book, and uh, it's like a baseball game when, uh, when, the, when the score first comes in over the wire service. First they give you the score, then they give you the line score, and then they give you the box score. It just takes time to put the box score together. The full book is like the box score.
6: Does that, that phone size pack you got there, that's just for the Miami area?
0: Yeah, just for the stations in this market.
6: Wow.
0: It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, there are only
1: about 4 million of them. Okay, listen, don't uh, give up. Keep plugging away for us.
6: I will. One of the reasons why I think you might not be having a lot of people calling today at the end of the month, people getting paid, people trying to do end-of-month business or something, that might be the reason why.
1: That's an interesting theory. Hey, listen, if that's true, I'm going to take off the end of the month every month. That's a good idea.
6: All right, have a nice weekend. You
1: too. Thanks a lot. 23 before 1, we have another celebrity a caller standing by after our next break. We have one open line on the board. It's in Broward, 764.
3: Limited. 1240
1: at WINZ. I'm Neil Rogers. Our guest is Tom Jicka of the Miami Snooze. And we have another celebrity caller on the line. This can't really be Greg Budel, can it?
2: Yes, it
1: can. It sure sounds like Greg Budel. It's me. How you doing? Private
2: citizen Greg Budel. Right. I'm not sure if I want to become a diesel mechanic or go to the French Riviera with Taffy. All or, these
0: people in no-competes are coming on the today. Yeah, isn't this amazing? We could maybe do a show
2: on
1: no-competes. get a lot of litigation from this show.
2: Yeah, I thought that having a six-month pay vacation would be a lot of fun, but at this point, I've got a little less than two months left. It, it really stinks.
1: Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you'd like to try out, if you want to come in here and you can make some arrangements, I'd love to take the next two months off. <laughs> yeah, the rest on my laurels now. I mean, I certainly can't improve on these numbers, so I'd like to take a couple of months off. You'll just pay me, and you can come in here and do the show.
2: Congratulations. You deserve those numbers. I think it says a lot for uh, being yourself on the radio. I think that's the, the thing that makes you different, Neil. is that I, I don't believe there's any contrived or any phoniness in what you do. Thank you. And it's kept me sane. I have laughed my... Don't say I think it. it's one of those body parts that can get us in trouble. Uh, for the last few months, it's, it's really been fun. Um,
1: I As a matter of fact, to... I, I saw somebody who ran into Greg the other day, and they said his uh, was missing. Oh, so now we know where <laughs> it went. He laughed it off.
2: Just about, just about. By the way, uh, I can't take you up on your offer because you said something to Linda Thornton a while back. She had suggested that I was considering a move into talk radio. And when when you reacted the way you did, I immediately ruled out any career as a talk host. Why? Because I think you had said, everybody wants to be a talk host, or something like
1: that. But that doesn't mean you couldn't do it. No, I just get nervous when I hear people like Joe Johnson, as an example. I like Joe, he's a great guy. Yeah. But although he does take shots at Jika, Tom's looking with a real sour look. So he's maybe not so great a guy. He's a decent, well, he's a guy. Tom, how are you? I'm fine. But the bottom line is Joe is not a talk show host. No. No, And he's never going to be.
2: I will be there May 16th. I have been uh, working as a private citizen. uh, And, you know, this is a frustrating thing because I would be railing on this if I were on the air. But uh, well, when my time comes, I'll do it.
1: By the way, I forgot to mention, Tanner, it slipped right by me. said Emerald Hills, and I guess somebody hasn't told him, but we're doing it here at the station at Wynn. So I'm, I'm glad that you just mentioned that again. Yeah, it was good to
2: hear him, too, today. Yeah. And uh, keep on, man. It's great.
0: Hey, listen, Greg, you're going to be doing a music station. What are you going to do to Tanner Durant? Um, hey, you've heard us talking about it all morning. What's going on in music in this market?
2: Uh, you know, it's just, it's disgusting. I have uh, <laughs> some real strong opinions on it. I don't know how I... How much I can say without uh, you know, jeopardizing my situation right now, but uh, everybody is researching things three-dimensionally to find out you know, uh, how many dwarfs like this song. Yeah, and, let's
1: take another study. Let's call Frank Maggot and take another study for 20 grand. Yeah.
2: I think consultants are, are the, the ruination of the, the business. They've taken the creativity out of it, yeah. and I, I expect, I mean, this is a business of feelings and emotions, and I expect to, uh, to use a lot of that when I get over uh, to where I'm going next. And, uh... Well, where
0: has the music audience gone? Pardon me? Where has the music audience gone? The numbers that, are disappearing. Uh, first
2: of all, Neil has shown that you can entertain people without playing a song. Um, I think that, you know, what I'm looking forward to for myself is being able to play to the audience and not to the station management for the first time in seven years. That'll be, a, I think, a big change for me. The music audience, I think, is just, you know, they all say, you go out there and they all say the same thing. Everybody's playing the same songs and they're playing them over and over and over again. I mean... You know you're the inspiration by chicago how many times can you uh, hear that before you gag on it
0: well it is it you know power did very well this time <laughs> is, is personality uh dj's coming back
2: i think so I th- but the trouble is there's very few people that can go on the radio and really be themselves as a personality uh you know everybody's got to be an announcer and they've got to talk like this and the, you know i mean there's so much phoniness out of it it sucks
0: yeah I don't think you
1: can say that, but I'll say it does suck. You're right.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Neil. And uh, I enjoyed that.
1: (laughs) Well, I wanted to disprove what you said. We do need a little music on this show. I mean, we would be naked without a little bit. It goes well. Yeah. Those violins.
7: Make it up. Make it louder. This
2: beautiful quarter hour of W.I.N.
0: Shaw go nuts. Really cut right into life's audience right you with this. By the way, Neil, I enjoyed
2: your review of my former employer last week. I was—I uh, almost drove off the road. Really? That was wonderful.
1: You mean the legend in his own mind? Uh huh. Okay, now wait a minute. Let's see if I can do the talk-up on the last part of this record.
7: It was fascinating.
1: Unbelievable. Was that incredible or what? Wow. let go. Man, all the radio people out there are so impressed now. Man, they're just spazzing all over their knee at this point. They're going nuts. Well, listen, it's great hearing from you, and we'll look for you on the 16th.
2: Okay, and uh, Don Agony says hello. Thank you. Okay, okay. Easy, great. okay.
1: Boy, this is really something. The audience doesn't want to talk to us, but all the radio people want to talk. Everyone That's what Well, screw the audience, you know. Yeah. Let them stick it where the moon don't shine. Miramar,
0: hello. Celebrity Talk. Hello. Hi.
3: Hi. I have a question directed to Tom Jacob, please. Yes. Okay, I read a column a few weeks ago about Tom Lykus, um, Yes. Either coming back with his wife and... Yeah. I understand that he's neither coming back nor is married. Um,
0: well, if he's not married, he lied to me. He is married. And uh, as far as him coming back, he's not. No. From what I hear, is he used, the, he used the WNWS here as leverage to get a better contract in Arizona. I see. I was um,
3: just wondering about Oh, that. you're in Miramar, right? Yeah.
0: Did you go to Miramar High?
3: No. Do I, you have kids who go to Miramar High? I went to Miami Beach
0: High. Oh, well, what do you think of this whole thing with this principle?
3: I think it's terrible I really I mean you know I wasn't going to comment on that situation Well you live
0: in the community why don't you do something about it
3: I work here I'm, I'm oh. going from work <laughs> Well
0: I, I, if I lived in that community don't I'd be Don't attack this lady she doesn't live in Miramar Yeah please. I mean you know, where does it stop We know where we know how it starts You can only cringe at where it's going to stop
3: uh, This is really the first I've heard of it because I don't have children there I didn't know about this I yeah. really didn't
0: And it's really an innocuous song The worst things in it are the suggestions that, that kids might actually drink beer
3: and, and and fool around in the back seat of the car? And all it really is, it says is fool around. And uh, no, it's terrible because you know in elementary school they're taking Judy Bloom books off the shelf. I mean well, they're trying to do that. In as a,
0: long as the community lets them, they will. I think they
1: ought to take Judge Bloom off the shelf <laughs> or put him on the shelf.
3: Yeah, no, it's very bad. It should be stopped. I to tell you the truth, I didn't know about it. No one ever approached me about it. And I'd definitely sign a petition against
0: that. Well, will you send in for one? Sure. Please. I guess they can't play any... I'll give you the address again in a little bit. Okay. They won't be playing Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run at that prom. No. Sure. No, I don't believe in... Wrap your legs around my velvet. No, they're going to be
1: playing uh, Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USSR. Yeah. In Miramar. (laughs) Bunch of commie
0: fascist pigs over there.
3: Yeah, no, send the application, send the the
0: form. Okay, thanks.
3: Okay, bye-bye.
0: Okay. Yeah, all of these things couldn't exist. They all feed on each other. When one of them happens, it makes it a little bit easier to do the next one. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hi, Neil. Hi.
7: Um, I'm 21, and I just wanted your management to know that you do have young listeners, basically because the uh, the music stations in this town totally suck.
1: Suck is the word, right.
7: Yeah, it's, it's really horrible. In fact, um, we're
1: going to start a new FM. We're going to have new callers
0: for the FMWSUK.
7: That'd probably go over really good. Yeah. Um, what were the numbers like for for the music stations? What what was the number one? Probably why they were music.
0: almost all down. Power went up a little bit, but almost all the others were down. Uh-huh. She was down, lot uh, was down dramatically. GTR was down. The the FM here was down. Well, power went uh, up. Right? Waxy uh, Waxy was down a little bit. Power went up and um, Hot. What did Hot do? Went down a little bit. Yeah, went down
7: pretty good. But did yeah. it really? Yeah. Hmm. That's about the only other station I listen to. I drive a lot, so I just got so sick of these these fake like like Greg Budell was saying these fake people on the air and hey does it does it does so I I just was playing around with the radio one day and ran across Neil. That was several months ago, and I just leave the dial right there on 94 unless Taffy McCallum comes down and then it's back to <laughs> Hot 105 for a couple hours.
0: Well, the problem is that all these How consultants, as Budel said, they all try and, and find this one typical person and program the station to them, and nobody is typical.
7: Yeah, yeah, it's. It, it really I hate to use the word but it sucks yeah. it sucks um neil that uh that little spot about uh tammy faye's new album yeah are you gonna play that today that's hysterical isn't it, it it's hilarious
1: oh you mean that, well that's really a commercial for tammy faye's new album i think that's in the next break
7: hey um along those lines did you know that anita is coming out with a new album anita bryant really yeah i just got my copy of the uh, the weekly news here and i'm reading all about it
1: Oh, the weekly news uh, does not recognize this program. This is like Red China. They don't recognize I know.
7: It. That's really terrible. Um, yeah. I run into Jack Sturdy once in a while out and about, and last time... With your car? Pardon me?
0: With your car.
7: Yeah, I'd like to. I ran into him a couple weeks ago, and I, I said, Hey, what's going on with you and Neil? Leave Neil alone. He's a good guy. You know, he never sold a freight train. And
1: what did he say?
7: He says, I don't even want to talk about him. He wouldn't even talk about the subject of Woo! Y and Z with me. So well, what boy. did you do
1: to him, Neil? Really? Well, I'll tell you one thing. You get on the wrong side of one of those wild queens, and it yeah, just... You put uh, up, her up
7: her skirt or something. Like exactly. What do you mean by
0: that on the wrong side?
7: <laughs> oh. No, Anita's new album. <laughs> he wants to know. It's called Anita with Love, and it's a pop gospel album, and get the... It's produced by her own company in Atlanta called Beta Lambda Corporation.
1: Oh, yeah, right. I'm
7: serious.
1: Are you serious? boy? Well, if, right? uh, if she only knew, huh? If
0: she only knew. As long as you brought it up, I wasn't going to mention this, but Anita Bryant is really Taffy McCallum.
7: Yes. I believe that. With breasts. Uh, uh, A ta- oh. uh, black Anita, right? Right, yeah. Right, Anita okay. is black. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't. Well. You got to do something about her. Well, not you. Your station does. It's, I, I talked to her a couple weeks ago on the phone, just because.
1: Well, no. Wait a minute. Today's the golden chance. Will the real Taffy McCallum please stand up as your topic today? And she <laughs> actually is inviting the audience to call in and ask her anything. So you can ask her where she comes up with these boring subjects, and when she's going to get off the backs of all the minorities, and uh, when she's going to start doing a show.
7: The thing that the thing that I would do. I mean, it, it, the thing that she would do if I called and said anything like that. Well, yeah, that's an interesting point, and yeah. on and on and la di da, and then she'd hang that's up. It's sure
1: at, something to and, think and, about. You know,
7: she yeah. just placates her callers. She won't. She won't get in an argument with anybody.
1: Yeah, like, like, if you said, shouldn't we fry everybody who's got the AIDS virus? She would say, well, it's certainly something to think about.
7: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <And> especially
1: <laughs> if you said fry, that would really get her going. Yeah, well,
7: back when in Smith College, we used to talk about that a lot, and yeah. she's she such a total waste of time. I. <sighs> I hate to say Terrible it, but I think shot. I'd rather listen to to the guy over on the other station. But Who's like on? I said, I listen to Hot 105 when she's on.
0: Could you imagine if John Broward and Taffy McCallum had children?
7: That would be a... Uh, a it would just be disgusting. Which is yeah, test tube
1: babies. Probably Dr. Mengele would have to get that together. I can't really together. think of any, any... Well, listen, we got to run. we I got an important uh, message from Tammy Faye, and we'll see you later. Say hi to Jack Sturdy for me. Okay. Okay.
4: Each day when I wake up...
2: Finally, the ten record set you've been waiting for. Tammy Faye's unbelievable new album, He Is The Rock, I
7: Crawled Out From Under. I
4: put 16 tons of makeup on. Then my husband does it with Jessica Hound. Oh, Betty Ford cold and go I will. I'm all
3: strong out on booze. It's
2: all here. The headache, the heartache, the pancake.
4: Rock of ages is my face. My
2: mascara won't erase. Tammy Faze, he is the rock that I crawled out from under.
3: Won't you buy my new album? If you tell me you're burning hell, you really will. Thank you, God bless you.